welcome to 2021. Last year was certainly an incredibly busy one for US-China affairs, and it's probably a relatively safe bet that that will not be changing in the coming year either. So to start the year off, we're checking in with our director in Beijing, Li Peizhang, from the US-China Business Council in Washington, DC. I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Hi, Li Pei. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Ian. Hello, all the USBCB fans. I hope you all enjoy your nice break. And I hope you all the best in the new year. I'm very glad to present today and also to kick off our first podcast of the new year. Absolutely. So we'll get the year started here. Um, so what do you have this week for us? So there are two major events that I'd like to draw your attention today. Both are remarkable progress being made by Chinese government in improving China's business environment and demonstrating more market reform efforts. I believe one of those is the EU-China investment agreement that was just finalized recently, so maybe you could start with that. The negotiation was finally concluded on the December, 20, uh, December 30th, um, 2020, after seven years of negotiation between the two sides. From China's perspective, the agreement helped achieve a number of goals. First, it helps to stabilize and attract more foreign investment to support China's economic growth. This is certainly in line with China's mid- and long-term economic growth plan. The agreement also sets a new benchmark for business environment and demonstrates China's commitment of further promote economic reform and market liberalization through improvement of China's business environments and in order to be more competitive in the global market. And I think from political perspectives, it's also a strategic win under the current complex geopolitical environment between US, EU, and China. And it also reflects China's commitment to play a leadership role in promoting globalization. It's unlikely to see the full version before the agreement is signed because each side has to complete its internal approval process. Therefore, we don't know about the timelines, when this could be signed, but some expect to be signed in Q1. I'm not very familiar with the EU Parliament procedure, but on the China side, this also needs to be approved by NPC at least at a standing committee level. And the next meeting of the NPC Standing uh, Committee um, is expected to be held by the end of January or early February prior to the Chinese New Year, if we were compared to the schedule in 2019. Based on the EU press release and Mofcom press conference, China agreed to open its market for financial services, manufacture, advertising, air transport, Maritime, uh, maritime services, telecommunications, and cloud computing, as well as real estate. The EU also agreed to ease restrictions on Chinese investment in the re- renewable energy, such as wind, solar, and other energy resources, so that Chinese companies can enter the EU market for renewable energy industries. Transparency of subsidies, notification, SOE competition neutrality, forced technology transfer are also included. The first two issues were failed to cover in the phase one agreement between US and China, but it, those 
Um, but both actually become a long-standing issue, stick in the bilateral relationship as well. Um, and we hope that both can be included in the future negotiation under the Biden administration. Some believe that the agreement will also set a benchmark and a framework for the future BIT negotiations with other, other countries, such as the US and the UK. And does that have any meaningful impact for U.S. companies that are operating in the market at the moment? The definition of EU investors is unclear right now, so it's hard to assess whether and how U.S. companies who have legal entities in the EU can enjoy the benefits of the agreement if investing in China through its EU entity. But on the market access liberalization, however, there are no details being released in particular for cloud computing, where U.S. companies have the most leading global competitiveness. We might be able to find some hint from the current Hainan FTZ law and its foreign investment negative list. How so? China has been adopting negative list approach to address market access issue for foreign investment, and it's being updated almost annually to reflect new commitments of, China, of market liberalization by Chinese government. Usually, the new experiment of market liberalization starts in the pilot zones and then roll out nationally. Since the beginning of the establishment of Hainan trade, a free trade island, Chinese top leadership committed to create a free trade business environment with unprecedented level of market liberalization. The draft of Hainan Free Trade Zone Law, which is currently out for public consultation, is a rare ph phenomenon to legislate for a region at a national level. Previously, China only has two special administrative regions, Hong Kong and Macau, whom enjoyed such treatment. Neither the Shenzhen Special Zone, the Pudong New Area, nor the Xiong'an New Area has a separate legislation at the national level. The law will ensure the certainty of a policy consistency and faithful enforcement. And it will also allow the region to benchmark with the international standard outside of the scope of national-wide legal regime to some extent. The 2020 edition of the negative list, which is released right after the conclusion of the agreement between EU and China, contains 27 articles. These has been seen further reductions compared to the negative list national-wide, which include 33 articles and the pilot free trade zones, which includes 30 articles. The key measures of the negative list include promoting openings in value-added telecom, uh, telecom and education sectors. So to make a little bit emphasize on the value-added telecommunication services, it has been a sticky issue between US and China for a long time. The negative list eliminate the restrictions on foreign investment access to online data processing and transaction processing business. It essentially means that China lifts its market access and ownership gap for foreign investment in cloud computing on Hainan Island. However, the service could only be offered to within Hainan or to outside China. 
the service could not be provided to other Chinese territories outside Hainan. Therefore, it is unclear how this could actually benefit companies whose primary client targets are probably outside of Hainan across the country. But the new negative list also allow foreign high-level universities and vocational colleges in science, agriculture, and medical areas to operate independently. There are obviously other market liberalizations, such as expanding openings in business service sectors. For instance, reduce or in- eliminate restrictions on foreign investment in non-litigation um, um, legal services, market research, social research, and other fields. It also eliminates the restrictions on the share ratio or the ownership gap of foreign investment in passenger cars, uh, manufacturing corporations, and the limitation on the number of joint venture to build and manufacture plants. Compared to the national level's negative list, in order to achieve such limitation, uh, to, in order to achieve such uh, greater market access, um, companies have to wait until 2022. The negative list also removed the ban on foreign investment in rare earths um, and other uh, mining sectors. So USBC will continue to monitor the China's progress on its commitment of market liberalization, and we will be also uh, talking to European um, partners and also our companies to better understand what are the liberalization commitments that China have made um, that are significant enough uh, to draw U.S. business attention as well. We will keep uh, monitoring all those issues and uh, reporting uh, in due course. Thanks for all your attention today and Happy New Year again. All right, Lipe, thank you and Happy New Year. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. We'll hear from you again soon. Again, Lipe Zhang is our director in Beijing. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please leave it a rating, leave it a review, and we'll help other people find it. Happy New Year, and we'll be back next week.